Alex Ovechkin scores his 51st goal. Wait a minute, what? Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, the Capitals make it two in a row. Yes, that's what I'm happy about is this Caps team now sits at 500. We'll talk a little bit more about the game tonight. And then we will talk about Alex Ovechkin, who scored his 51st goal Well, his 51st career empty net goal, yes, that drew the ire of Konechny of the Flyers. We'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about this team banding together and working as a unit. Are we finally out of the woods? Can we talk about this Caps team as winners, as winning consistently? I think we might be getting there. But just to get it going here, talking about your Caps, and we should start it off here by talking about Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin, who makes history almost every time he is on the ice tonight, was no exception as he scored his 50th career empty net goal. But no, no, wait a minute. He wasn't done there yet as he kind of deked and dangled. He scored another empty netter and that drew the ire of Konechny. He was a little bit upset about it. I think that his big thing was as he thought he was showboating. At the end of the day, get over it. The Capitals won. You lost. The Washington Capitals and Philadelphia Flyers got into a scrum along the boards with eight seconds left in regulation, and it all came out of an exchange between Alex Ovechkin and Travis Konechny after Ovechkin's second empty netter of the night, writes Washington Hockey Now. Ovechkin broke away with the empty net, and after appearing to look around for someone to pass it to, skated it in to make it a 4-1 to game. Konechny didn't like it one bit and skated over to the grade eight asking what was that before pushing him and engaging in some pushing and shoving I mean it might have not looked at so bad I personally thought he deked it and put it in on his backhand connect he told reporters after the game maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought Ovechkin responded to Konechny by saying that, that his reaction spoke volumes about the Flyers' passion. They lost, you know, it's whole. They have character. They have a good group of guys, Ovechkin said. Obviously, frustration. It's a game. It's a game. And of course, things are frustrating for the Flyers as they haven't been playing that great. But Alex Ovechkin continues to break records every time he's out on the ice. And this is just one of these really great times to be a Caps fan. This is one of the great times to be an Alex Ovechkin fan. 
is he continues to do great things and he's poised to do bigger and bigger things every time he's out on the ice this year. Uh, some of these records that pop up, I'm not aware of. I didn't know that he was coming up on a record for having the most empty net goals. He's not quite there. There is Wayne Gretzky is still ahead of him, but for him to to keep breaking history night after night after night, you know, scoring more goals, you know, breaking these records of, you know, 50 empty net goals and then making it 51. Um, so he had 794 all-time empty net or, or excuse me, all-time goals, but not then it was 795. Um, so he is going after Gordy Howe who has 801 and then Wayne Gretzky who has 894 and when you take a look at it he's 795 and he just has to catch Gordy Howe with 801 I do think that he is going to catch up to him soon on his rate that he's scoring I do see Alex Ovechkin squaring off with Gordy Howe you know and making a real pass at uh, surpassing his record. And then it's just Wayne Gretzky in front of him. And then I think that Alex Ovechkin is going to be laser focused as he closes in on Wayne Gretzky and ultimately passes him. I've heard people, different hosts on lockdown, different uh, teams that they cover say that, you know, he'll get close, but he'll never uh, catch Gretzky. They don't know a whole lot about Alex Ovechkin, even though he is 37 years old. He scored 50 goals last year. And uh, I do think that he's on par for getting another 50 goals this season. I know that Tarek Al-Bashir said, I want to say that he was going to get uh, 47 goals. You know, I mean, that's pretty much 50 goals anyway, isn't it? My uh, my projection on him is 52. But that the one thing I'm talking about with Alex Ovechkin is he you what you're looking at every time he's out on the ice almost he is making history he is passing all these goals and he you know breaking different records and uh like i said it's a really exciting time to be a caps fan and you know just all in general the team working together as a cohesive unit now i don't want to say they're out of the woods and they're going to go on this long winning streak but it does seem like it's going in that direction and that's due in large part to their leader their captain alex ovechkin who will one day be the great one in my opinion um, so going forward here, the Caps take on the Kraken, and I expect it to be another night similar for Alex Ovechkin, and we hope that he continues to get more and more production going forward. If you just take a look at the records and all the different feats that he's accomplished in these last several years, let's say even five years, it's quite remarkable. He is on a tear and, uh, you know, oftentimes you hear these comparisons between Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby and who's really the better player into that. I go, are you nuts? Are you not a fan of statistics? Are you not a fan of analytics? Alex Ovechkin is by far the better player. I mean, do you th is uh, Sidney Crosby closing in on Wayne Gretzky? Is Sidney Crosby closing in on all these records that Alex Ovechkin has broke? Not even close. So I'm sorry, Pittsburgh Penguins fans. Sorry, not sorry. Alex Ovechkin is a much better player. There's just no two ways about it. And, you know, the special thing for me as a Capitals fan is I followed this team for a long time. I've had a podcast on this team for a few years. 
is to just kind of see these things coming to fruition. I mean, you kind of can kind of see down the football field. You can see that he has three years and some change left on his contract, but it's like this culmination of his career in his hard work kind of finally paying dividends, you know, those hard years of scoring all those goals and applying himself and all that training that he did in the off season, it's really kind of coming into focus. And uh, what do I mean when I say that is that this season in particular, and I guess you could go into last season as well, is he is really, it's like I said, it's the culmination of all of his hard work going together. That's why he's knocking out all these different accomplishments game after game after game. And that's going to continue um, until he finally passes Wayne Gretzky. I want to say the project, uh, projection is the 24-25 season, something like that. But And that's with him scoring 30-some goals. Um, so, and, uh, and I don't have the exact time. I don't have the stat in front of me. But I want to say it was either the 24-25 season was the projection for him to get uh, past Wayne Gretzky. But I do think that he is on the right pace to be able to do that. And uh, the, the cool thing about being a Caps fan, you know, if you followed this team for a long time, is that we're now seeing it happen. It's coming to fruition. And uh, like I said, just a really great time to be a Caps fan tonight. Again, get, he got a goal. And you know, empty netters, they don't evoke that same kind of fist pump. You know, that's one of the things I do when the Caps score a goal. I don't know if you guys do that at home. Maybe you scream, maybe you yell. It's just kind of a knee-jerk thing. Like if they score a goal, I'm just like, yeah, the goal, they scored a goal. Doesn't quite muster that kind of re reaction for me if it's an empty netter, but you know, a goal is a goal, and it's another goal that he's chipping away after Gordie Howe and then Wayne Gretzky. And then to top it off, you know, the real icing on top of that is that means that he scored 50 empty netters and then 51 empty netters, and he's closing in on Gretzky, who I wanted to say was like 58 empty netters. So that's definitely in his view as well. So in any event, if you got a chance to watch the Caps play tonight, got to be honest, a bit of a slow start, kind of a snooze fest, almost the first period, period and a half there where there was not a lot of shots on net. It was a team that was clamped down like Joe B and Lockwood talked about it. all. It's almost easy to kind of start getting your head in the mind space of what am I going to be doing tomorrow? Because I think to, to a certain extent for the Capitals, Alex Ovechkin included, is that they want to think about what's next. And what I'm thinking about it next is the Caps taking on the Kraken and if they can keep this winning going forward and if Alex Ovechkin can continue to keep playing in top form and knocking out those records night after night because that's what it's all about is just... Um, you know, him working together, the Caps working together and uh, seeing what they can accomplish and see how many records he can knock out. I do think that he's he can catch Gordie Howe here in short order uh, if everything goes according to plan. All right. So after the break here, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth. It wasn't all the Alex Ovechkin show. It was a really great goal by Dylan Strom off a deflection by John Carlson, a great goal. It's about John. It's about Charlie Lindgren playing on his head, playing in top form, playing as a backup goalie for the Washington Capitals, but doing a great job. We'll talk about the Capitals' performance tonight next.
Today's episode of Locked On Capitals is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to find your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. And guys, even if you're not into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Capitals game like the one against the Kraken. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. So go to Bet Online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. And I'm always happy when I get to do these podcasts after the Caps pick up a win. The Caps pick up a two wins in a row. And you might think to yourself, is that really that great of a feat? Well, on this Capitals road trip, there were 12 points available. The Caps got seven. The Capitals now sit 12, 12, and four. And uh, I know what you're thinking. What is Dan so excited about? They're, they're 500, considering how this team has played this year. You know, considering the fact that they won a game against the Oilers, which was a tough one. And I don't want to say that the game tonight against the Flyers was necessarily a tough one per se. This is not a Flyers team of old that has played very well. But I'm going to say that this is a, a, a Philadelphia Flyers team, for my assessment, that's not quite as bad as everyone pegged they were. And why is that? Well, I think that it, what, at least in part, it's John Tortorella kind of having this team dialed in. He sets high expectations for the Flyers. And you see that on the ice. Why was Konechny so upset with Alex Ovechkin for showboating? Because he wants his Flyers team to win. And uh, in any event, what I'm talking about here is that a lot of people will look at the game tonight and say, big deal. They beat the Flyers. They're horrible. They're not horrible. They're just not one of the better teams in the league. Um, I do think, you know, if you've watched them play, again, they're a team that suffers from a lot of the same thing that the Capitals suffer from. They they have uh, quite a few injuries on their team, and it's a bit of a young and inexperienced team. But I do think that it's a team that is going to go in the right direction under the leadership of uh, John Tortorella. And, uh, you know, you saw a bit a bit of that tonight, uh, that they did have quite a pushback. And, you know, for, like I said, the first period, period and a half there, almost two periods, it was a pretty much a stalemate out there. There was not a lot of action going on. After managing 50 shots against Edmonton and seeing 22 of those come in the first period of that game, the Caps got off to a slow start in Philadelphia. Washington could sustain a lot of pressure in the offensive zone or really make a lot happen. The Capitals also got three power play opportunities in the first and couldn't convert. This is one of the things that they need to work on, and I don't want to talk about negativity too much tonight based on the fact that the Caps did a great job. Hats off to them. I thought they played a great game. 
ultimately though they have to find a way to convert on those power play opportunities i do think that there's going to be a certain amount of you know uh, that put on the coaches you know why aren't you having the players dialed in and then why aren't the players executing on those plans because you know if you keep blowing power play opportunities and i know that they've done a little bit better as of late but ultimately if they want to get more scoring more consistent goal scoring so it's not such a tight game all the time scoring on a power play opportunity is integral and the penalty kill ultimately allowed a power play goal to Kevin Hayes to make it one to nothing for Philly it marked the 16th time this season that DC surrendered the first goal of the game and what happens when you're watching this at home on TV i assume most of you are watching this on TV they start rolling all the stats and they talked about, well, the Flyers scored first and here's the stats for the Capitals if the other team scores first. And I got to say, it's not real favorable. Uh, the odds were really against the Caps tonight based on the fact uh, that the Flyers scored first. So, you know, it was one of those tough things that uh, uh, it was kind of a tough pill to swallow. But ultimately, this is a story. This is a game about perseverance and tenacity that this Capitals team found a way to bind together and, and pick up a big win tonight. If this would have been the Capitals team a couple of weeks ago, I think they may have lost this game. They were kind of stuck in their head a lot. But what I'm kind of starting to see out there is that they're starting to gel as a cohesive unit. Um, again, I don't want to get ahead of myself and you know say that they're going to go on a long winning streak. But for this game right here, I think they're going in the right direction. If I even rewind time a little bit against the game against Edmonton, same goes for that. What is the common denominator between the Edmonton game and the Flyers game tonight is a cohesive play. It's not one guy standing out. It's not Alex Ovechkin getting a hat trick and the rest of the team being a dumpster fire. It's about the whole team binding together. Same goes for Charlie Lindgren. You know, when you're number one netminder, your Stanley Cup winning pedigree netminder, Darcy Kemper goes down. It's easy to start writing excuses about why this team's not going to do as well. Charlie Lindgren stepped in and has done a great job. And I have all the faith in the world in Hunter Shepard as well, that if he was called upon, which was close tonight, I do think that he would fill in and do a great job as well. Ultimately, after 20, Washington had just four shots on goal. It threatened to set the tone for the game, but fortunately, the team was able to rally and ultimately got shot more shots and pressure going en route to the win. It wasn't the prettiest game, though, writes Washington Hockey now. And then just taking a look at some of the other standout players for me. TJ Oshie keeps the power play going after missing out on the first three chances of the game. Washington finally cashed in on the fourth attempt. That's what I'm talking about. Slow start. They found a way to work together. They got a goal. And it was a power play goal. It's TJ Oshie. This is what I've talked about on this podcast is that the Capitals statistically, analytically, you can go take a look at it that the Capitals do play much better, markedly better when TJ Oshie is in the lineup. And tonight was no exception. I'm so happy that he's back in the lineup. This Capitals team always plays that much better when he's in the lineup. After missing out on the first three chances, they got it. Strom and Evgeny Kuznetsov orchestrated some picture-perfect passing and found Oshie, who fired a laser from the slot past Carter Hart to even the score. 
One of the things I'm going to say about Carter Hart here too is that he is one of the netminders in the NHL and the Flyers organization that they've talked about that, you know, once he's ready, he is going to be a great goalie. And we've heard that for the last few years here. Carter Hart, it would definitely played a lot better tonight. Um, if you saw him play tonight, he kind of kept the caps in check. You know, you got to kind of mark two of those goals off because they were empty netters. But, uh, you know, just kind of broadening the lens around the NHL is that taking a look at how, how hard played tonight um, is a positive sign, I guess, if you could have a takeaway uh, for the Flyers there. So that's what the Capitals need to build on here, if you're asking me, is continue to, to build on these building blocks. And what are those building blocks? Working as a unit and, you know, applying the pressure, not taking your uh, your foot off the gas and keep going. Got to keep working on the power play. You got to get goals when they're easier to score and then also work on the penalty kill so you can keep the opposition out of the back of your net. These are simple things in hockey. If they work together as a unit, this Caps team has a pedigree of winning. I have no doubt in my mind that they can do it if they just continue to keep doing what they do it. They have Peter Laviolette, who has a great record in the NHL. You know, the knee-jerk reaction when they're playing poor is you got to get rid of the head coach. Not the right move, at least not right now. I think that that is going to upset the apple cart. And I don't think that, you know, I don't think that you're going to get the desired result that you want. You take a look around the league and sometimes, you know, you get a coaching change and sometimes you see those big changes. But ultimately for me, I think that the Capitals would be wise to wait until the off season to make any change like that. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about the great play of Dylan Strom as well. He is definitely turning into be one of the bigger acquisitions in the last offseason. We'll talk about him next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this last segment here, we're going to talk about the great play of Dylan Strom. Uh, a guy that was picked up in the offseason to fill the role of Nick Backstrom. Nick Backstrom, who we know is, you know, kind of making his inroads to coming back to this Caps team after having that hip resurfacing procedure done. Ultimately, we don't know what the timetable is on it. If you take a look at other players that had that procedure done, not too favorable. Um, for whatever reason, I think he went to, you know, a surgeon or a physician overseas and he's getting a better result. He mentioned that he knows some players in the Swedish elite league that have come back from this. So in any event, Strom, who's they signed in the off season to fill Nick Backstrom's role, big shoes to fill, make no mistake about it, has done a great job. The Chicago Blackhawks lost is the Washington Capitals game. Strom was one of the heroes of the game last last time Washington faced Philly as he assisted on Ovechkin's overtime game-winning goal. On Wednesday, he would get a go-ahead goal. However, it was also thanks to the fourth line that he got it on the board. Alexi Protus and Garnet Hathaway impressed with their battle along the boards and kept play and pressure alive. Then, when the puck came around, it got to Eric Gustafson, who made a great slap pass to John Carlson, then fired the goal in Strom, tipped it in past Hart for the go-ahead tally in the third. So just a really great play by Dylan Strom. And if you've tried doing that out there before, it's not as easy as it looks. If someone shoots a puck and you try to deflect it when that puck is going so fast, my hat's off goes off to all these NHL players or hockey players in general that can pull that off 
flawlessly. And uh, tonight was another one of those examples. Dylan Strom deflecting off John Carlson. And it was a great goal. And it happened so fast. Sometimes you got to wait for the replay to see exactly what happened. Because sometimes it's like, bam, and all of a sudden the light comes on. You're like, whoa, wait, wait, what happened there exactly? So in any event, it was a pretty sweet goal to watch there. And then, of course, to close it out here, talking about Charlie Lindgren. I cannot go on enough about how happy I am and proud um, I am of the the netminding tandem on the Washington Capitals this year. Regardless of how Vitek Vanacek is playing in New Jersey and how Ilya Samsonov is playing in Toronto, they tried to retread that tire for a couple of years. Didn't work. They're having great success on their other teams. Mazel tov, Great. I'm happy for them. But as far as the Washington Capitals are concerned, I am more than happy than what they have in net with Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. You know, I, I got to be honest, I wasn't totally up to speed with Charlie Lindgren before they signed him. I know that he had was lights out for the Thunderbirds last year in his brief stint with the Blues. He played well. Well, he has continued with that. It wasn't a flash in the pan. He has continued to do great things. With Darcy Kemper still day-to-day with an upper body injury, the team is relying on Lingren to step up and help fill the void. He hasn't disappointed after coming up huge for a big win over Connor McDavid in Edmonton two nights ago. He was in top form again, stopping 29 of 30 shots. That's good for a .967 save percentage and coming with up some big stops. He was controlled, calm, and collected and did what he could to keep the team in it. So just taking a look at it, just a really positive game in general. You take a look at this team. They talked about that they wanted more production out of Anthony Mantha. Anthony Mantha picked up an assist for his first point in three games. They said that they needed to get more production out of Kuznetsov. Kuznetsov picked up two assists and leads the team with 17 this season. Strom has 16. And what what is important about while I'm mentioning those players is just, you know, last week or a few games, we were talking about the big trades that are linked to the Washington Capitals. And Brian McClellan said what? He said, the Caps got in this mess. They need to get themselves out of this mess. And he expects more from his top players. And he mentioned, in particular, Anthony Mantha and Evgeny Kuznetsov. And as a, by looking at it, message sent, message received, they're playing a little bit better. Now, I can't say that that's you know totally what it's all about here. But you know when you put someone on blast and you kind of hold them accountable, Sometimes you can get results, and it seems to be the case, at least in this small sample size, that it's working for the Caps. And my hope for this team is to keep the winning going. Keep it going. Take out the Kraken next. I know they're playing really great this year. Those are the those are those morale boosters. If you can pick up multiple wins, you know you knocked out Edmonton. You took the Flyers down. If you can take down the Kraken next, a really tough foe. I think that that is going to induce confidence and I think it's going to create a sense of swagger for this Capitals team that we can win. And I think that only good things can come from that. I know this team can do it. I know that they've been downtrodden. I've been downtrodden on them to be certain, to be honest with you for a good chunk of this season with their play. But I do think the arrows pointing up and I do think that they're going in the right direction. Um, and, and I don't want, again, I don't want to hear people say they, they only won two games, Dan. What are you talking about? Have you seen how they play? They're sitting at 500. They picked up seven points on the road. 
on a tough road trip. So I do think things are trending slowly in the right direction. I guess it remains to be seen if that is the case. But in any event, I am hoping for a big win against the Kraken next. Like again, like I said, a formidable opponent um, and a good litmus test, a good measuring stick for this Capitals team to see if they've actually rounded the corner. Are they that much better of a team? I guess there are certain you know things to consider. Is Darcy Kemper going to be back? Is Faravari going to be back? Are we finally going to see the return of Dmitry Orlov? Those are the questions. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.